0: If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. slash Vision. app. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Especially here at Christmas, Pastor Greg Laurie urges us to seize the moment and follow Mary's example of living a God-honoring life.
1: Don't be compromised by what is around you or be afraid to share what you believe. Be like Mary and live that godly life in the ungodly place. And when you gather together with family and friends for Christmas, take advantage of the opportunity and leverage it for God's glory because we want people to have this unspeakable gift that we have. This is the day
0: is all about Jesus Christ but it's fascinating how the culture makes it all about everything else here on Christmas Eve it's the everything else that's made our last minute to do lists so long on a new beginning Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to take a cue from Jesus earthly family who lived a life that honored him no matter what pressures or distractions came their way it's a good reminder to keep first things first right at the point of Christmas time
1: I want to focus on two very well-known characters and see if we can uncover a few new things about them possibly. Mary and Joseph. Mary picked by God to be a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. But the other person the Lord picked, Joseph, to me is the unsung hero of the Christmas story. And by the way Joseph was also used by God to fulfill prophecy. So let's reread that fantastic story that I never tire of. Luke chapter one, verse 26. Now the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Hail or greetings. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, and he will be great. And he will be the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And I love this. Mary agreed and said, I'm willing to do whatever God wants. Then Mary offers that Magnificat, as it's sometimes called, the Psalm of Mary. And in Luke one hundred forty six she says, My soul magnifies the Lord, how I rejoice in God my Savior. He took notice of this lowly servant girl. And now generation after generation will call me blessed, for He the Mighty One is holy, and He has done great things for me. Mary obeyed and magnified God. She obeyed and magnified God. She could have said, I don't want to do this Lord. Because she knew a lot of people were not going to believe what she was about to tell them. She lived in Nazareth, a city known for immorality. And she was now going to tell them, Oh, yes I am pregnant, but it is not what you think. I am the fulfillment of Bible prophecy I'm the mother of the Messiah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. She knew that was going to happen. She knew she was going to have to live with that reputation. And here's what's challenging. If you've sought to be a godly girl, or for that point a godly guy, and you've tried to be moral and do what God wants you to do, and then you had the reputation of a girl that gets around town, if you will, a loose woman, that's a hard thing to have to bear when you've actually lived a life it's a very opposite of that. But she had to live that way for the rest of her life. But she obeyed and magnified God. Now let me close with a few thoughts about Joseph. I do think in many ways he is the unsung hero of the Christmas story. There are very few songs about Joseph. There's not a song called Joseph Did You Know. Right? <laughs> uh, we, we hear that song you know, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child. Okay, great. But wait, Joseph was there. Didn't he ever hold the baby Jesus too? Not even one line about him, but he's sort of forgotten and ignored. But God chose Joseph as surely as he chose Mary. That's very important. God chose Joseph just as surely as he chose Mary. And listen to this. God the Father in heaven chose Joseph to be a stepfather or father figure to Jesus on earth. I mean, what a privilege. Now, of course, when the Lord told Mary she's going to have the child, she's thinking, how am I ever going to explain this to Joseph? You know, when she told him, he's like, eh, yeah, right. And he was about to put her away privately. Like, he loved this girl, but it's like, Mary, I'm sorry. I can't go there with you, but the Lord had that covered. And he came to Joseph as well. And this is over in Matthew. I'll just read it to you, but it's Matthew 1, 20. When, well, Joseph was thinking about these things, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take to you, marry your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit and shall bring forth the Son and call His name Jesus and He will save His people from their sins. Now just as easily as Mary could have said, No, I, I, I don't want to do this. Joseph could have said, No. Now I know you are an angel and all. But when I go down to the work site tomorrow morning and I tell the guys that my fiance is pregnant but she's the mother of the Messiah, they are never going to believe it. But he was willing to obey the Lord as well. And God used him in an incredible way. You know Joseph fulfilled Bible prophecies as well. Because an angel of the Lord spoke to him in a dream after Jesus was born. And told him to flee from Herod to Egypt. Joseph did not hesitate. He did not wait until morning. He trusted God and he moved. And after Herod died and after hearing from God in his dreams. Joseph returned back home to Nazareth. That was important because Scripture said the Messiah would be called out of Egypt and that the Messiah would be called a Nazarene. So Joseph's actions not only protected his wife and adopted son but prepared the way for God to fulfill many more prophecies. So we gotta give him his due, man. This guy played a significant role as he was there in the life of Jesus. Now let's just close with asking Why did He come? Well there's many things I could say that the Bible tells us about why Christ came. But just let me give you a couple. Number one, Jesus came to be born in the manger and to die on the cross and to rise from the dead and to give His life as a ransom for many. Jesus Himself said in Mark 10.45, the Son of Man, speaking of Himself, did not come to be served, but to serve others and give His life is a ransom for many. So He came uh, on a rescue operation to planet earth to ransom us. We are under the power and control of the devil. And He paid the price. He paid the ransom which was His own life. He died for us. He gave His life in exchange for our life. And then paid that price so we are now made right with God. Secondly, Jesus came that we might have life in all of its fullness. Yes, it is the promise of life after death and what a glorious promise that is. But it's also the promise of life during life because Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that more abundantly. You know, and then tomorrow for most of us we'll open our Christmas presents or give those Christmas presents to others and some people are gonna be disappointed, let's be honest, right? Because you're not gonna get what you wanted despite the fact that you left a link and that held your friend to click the link and get this exact thing. They thought they had a better idea and they got you something else or, uh, some, you know, and not, you receive something that you don't want. And now you have to pretend you're happy when you're not happy. You know how it goes. And, uh, but even if you receive what you wanted, what you hope for, that latest electronic gadget, the brand new thing that came out, it's a, it's a cell phone drone. Uh, slash widescreen television. I don't know. But somehow they merged all the tech. And you are so excited. You just have to know it is only a matter of months until the new model comes out. And whatever you have there is something that will have more megapixels, more memory, longer battery life. It will be a cooler, newer version. And you won't even remember that gift that you received. But here is the funny thing. Sometimes we receive gifts we don't appreciate at the time, but they grow more valuable to us with the passing of time, right? Because gadgets are impressive, or a new outfit, or uh, whatever it is that excites you. Oh, I love this. But there might be something maybe your little girl or little boy made for you or your grandchild. Here, I drew this for you. Oh, thanks, honey. And you put it away. But then five years later, 10 years later, you look at it and you realize this is precious. You've long forgotten about that outfit or that gadget, but here's this wonderful thing. Or if you're a kid, you know, your grandparents didn't give you gifts for Christmas. They put money in a savings account. You thought that is so lame. (laughs) I wanted a toy. We put some money away in a savings account for you, honey. (laughs) Thanks, grandma. And then uh, 25 years pass. And all those toys are gone. And you just check your balance with interest. And you are saying, Thank God for Grandma and Grandpa. Right? Okay. <laughs> they were smart. So the point of it is, some gifts grow more precious with the passing of time. The gift that God has given to us, the gift of eternal life that the Bible calls the unspeakable gift, or in the indescribable the gift, only gets more precious with each year that passes. Not only does God give us a life worth living on this earth, but then as we get closer to eternity, we start thinking a lot more about the next life. You know, Christmas marks our life. And we look at Christmas and we think of last Christmas. And we remember loved ones that were with us last Christmas that are not with us this Christmas. There's just something about the whole Christmas season. It, it it causes us to think about these things, and we think, "Wow, they were here with me last year, sitting next to me in church, or I saw them, and now they're not here." Yes, because their life has passed. But if they were a believer, they're now enjoying to the fullest the unspeakable gift, the eternal gift, the most valuable of all gifts. So we want to make every effort to get that gift into the hands of every loved one we have and make sure we've leveraged every opportunity to share our faith. Don't be compromised by what is around you or be intimidated by it or be afraid to share what you believe. Be like Mary and live that godly life in the ungodly place. And when you gather together with family and friends for Christmas, and not all of your family is Christian probably, In fact, for some of you, you may be the only Christian, but uh, when the meal is being served and maybe they set their drinks down and say, well, why don't you go ahead and do that (laughs) prayer thing to the men upstairs. Thank you, I'd be happy to. Seize the moment, my friend. You have the floor. One of the great things about doing that prayer is most people don't interrupt prayers. There are exceptions of course because Uncle Harry gets very drunk sometimes. (laughs) But generally they won't. Well let's all pray. And you thank the Lord for your family and you thank the Lord for the meal and you thank the Lord for the baby being born in the manger. Yes, do all that. But then you could thank the Lord that the baby grew to be a man and he died on the cross and he rose from the dead. And we can know him. And then you might say, and while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed... Uncle Harry, I'm talking to you. (laughs) Uncle Harry, if you would like Jesus to come into your life, would you just raise your hand while we're praying? You know. Now I'm I'm not suggesting do that. But do something sort of like that. You hear what I'm saying? Do something sort of like that. Take advantage of the opportunity and leverage it for God's glory. Because we want people to have this unspeakable gift that we have. But I want to make sure that we all have it because maybe I described you a little bit earlier in the message. At this time of the year, you are depressed. And there's a lot of reasons we get depressed. You know, our family's fallen apart. Uh, maybe you're divorcing or you're divorced or you're alone. You're, you're not married. You're not with your family or, or something bad has happened recently. Or maybe you're sick. And, uh, in fact, you're very sick. And there's things that are happening that cause you to just be in the doldrums. Well, remember what this message is all about. It's not about the presence, it's not about the tinsel, it's not about any of that. It's about God is with us. The message of Christmas is Emmanuel, God is with us. He's with you in your pleasure, He's with you in your pain, He's with you wherever you are. And He has everything that you need, even if you're a nobody living in the middle of nowhere. You're known to God and you're loved by God. And He desires a relationship with you. And that is why He sent His Son to be born in that manger over 2,000 years ago. So we're gonna close now in prayer. And I just want to extend an invitation to any of you who would like to believe in Jesus Christ right now. You don't know that He's living in your heart. You don't know with certainty that you would go to heaven when you die. Let me be honest. What if this were your last Christmas? It could be my last Christmas. I don't know. Maybe there's many more to come. But what if this was it? And sometime in this year, that was when your life came to an end. Be prepared for eternity. Be ready to meet your God. And if you're not sure that you're ready to meet God, this is the time to do it. Right here, right now. We're gonna pray And I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray and ask God to forgive you of all of your sin if you haven't done that yet. And invite Jesus Christ to be your Savior and Lord. Let's all bow our heads. Father, I pray for any person that is here or is watching wherever they are. If they don't know Jesus, if they don't have this relationship with you, Lord, we pray that you'll speak to their heart and help them to come to you and help them to believe in you and help them to be forgiven by you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: An important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie. And if you'd like to make a change today in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would love to help you right now.
1: As you've been listening to this today, maybe you've heard another voice. By that I mean, yeah, you heard me say a few things, but you heard God's voice speak to you deep in the recesses of your heart, and it suddenly dawned on you, this is what I need, or to state it more accurately, this is who I need. I need Jesus, and I want Jesus, but maybe you don't know how to make that connection. Let me help you. Pray this after me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and I am sorry for my sin, and I need your forgiveness right now. Would you come into my heart and my life as Savior, as God, as friend? I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving
0: me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg and you meant them sincerely, know that the Lord has heard you and forgiven you of your sin. We want to welcome you into the family of God. And we'd love to send you some follow-up materials to help you begin a new life of faith. Just ask for our new Believer's Growth Packet when you call one 800 5011 well, next time, if you can spend a few moments with us on your Christmas day, we'll be focusing on the one whose birthday we celebrate. We'll consider the when, where and why of Jesus' birth. That's tomorrow, right here on A New Beginning.
1: This is the day, the day when life
0: begins. Now, for a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Nobody in the Middle of Nowhere. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-50-11. Station Sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.